It's time to go behind the curtain of the director role and have honest discussions with leaders in the campus recreation industry. In this episode, host Grady Sheffield, the Director of Campus Recreation at Towson University and the Senior Advisor to the Campus Rec Mastermind Groups, gives you, the listener, real and authentic conversation between himself and special guest, Mary O'Mahony, the Director of the Student Recreation Center at California State University, Bakersfield. Originally from Illinois, O'Mahony found herself venturing further and further west over the years finally landing at CSUB, where she has been the director ever since. She chats about her journey and what sold her on moving to Bakersfield, and how she convinced other staff to move across the nation to join her. O'Mahony shares about the bike offerings at CSUB, as well as the impact that COVID-19 had on her both personally and professionally. In addition, she addresses turnover, navigating campus politics, and the lack of desire for working far from home professionals nowadays have. Finally, learn one thing O'Mahony wishes she had known prior to becoming a director. Enjoy the conversation that follows. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Director Download. Once again, I'm your host, Grady Sheffield. I serve as the Director of Campus Recreation at Towson University. Very excited to tell you about our guest today. We call her Mary O. Mary O'Mahony. She is the Director at Cal State Bakersfield. Mary, how are you? I'm doing well, Grady. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get right into it. Most important question of the day. How's the golf game? Uh, Improving. Thank you. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Yeah, I try and get out once or twice a weekend if I'm lucky. But uh, yeah. Well, if you're getting once or twice a weekend, you are very lucky. (laughs) I wish I could get out that much. Um, I only ask that because it, it was it's been a few years, right? But we we got to play around a golf at the leadership summit and had a blast. And that's that's kind of how we got to know each other. So I'm I'm super excited to have you on the download today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, again, thanks for having me. And yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, connected. So yeah, good to, good to see you, hear you. All right. Well. <clears throat> I want to I want to get right into it in terms of um, you and your background. So I, I do a little research when I bring um, some of our guests on, and I think you are a Midwest girl. Is that true? Did you grow up in the Midwest in Illinois, or did you just go to school there? No, I sure did. I grew up uh, in the the western suburbs of Chicago, a little town called Wooddale, and just west of O'Hare which may explain some of my hearing loss in my adult age. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally just west of O'Hare Airport. And uh, most of my family's still back there, mom, brothers, sisters, nephews, cousins. Uh, so I'm back there quite often now. So Cubs or White Sox? Cubs, Northsiders. Northsiders, yeah. yeah. Okay. My mom Go grew Cubs. up about a block west and south of Wrigley. So that is literally the old neighborhood yeah you're quick to quick to correct me there i i, I wasn't paying paying attention with my geography i should have known better yes north side you are a cubs fan so you went to illinois state right i did not oh you didn't where did you go i didn't um i went to northern illinois university northern for illinois my, for my um for my uh undergrad uh but i okay. did work at illinois state you worked at illinois yeah. state yeah yeah, I don't know if I mixed up some stuff that I might have sent you. I apologize. If I no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't you. It was my research team. Yeah. I'll get on them about that. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but, uh, proud, proudly affiliated with both universities. Okay, so you did yeah. your undergrad at Northern Illinois, right? That's what I you did, said. yeah. Yeah, I got uh, my job there as an undergrad. Um, some In of rec? the, um, I was an uh, education major. A lot of people okay. don't know this, uh, but I was an art major <laughs> my first couple of years in school yeah i wanted to be an illustrator um you know right right at the dawn of the computer-aided design age uh but uh so i got a job at the rec and uh some some old timers may remember um oh gosh uh, betty montgomery was the director there and alicia koski uh were the, the 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 associate director there so i had a couple really great leaders um walking into that job not that i knew it then right right yeah. so after you graduated um where did you go to grad school so i i took a year off i knew i wanted to go into rec but wasn't necessarily prepared for that at that time so i took a year off and and worked and then started doing my research and again research in that day was sending for the nurse of mailings that they would <laughs> they would mail you a packet of graduate assistantship openings and so you'd get this packet of 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 all these job like so picture the bluefish listing but in yeah paper form all stapled together and then yep. um you had to you know send your resume and all that sort of stuff in and uh so i ended up at university of arizona for grad school and that's a uh, that's a big move it was i had never really been west of the mississippi prior yeah. to that i'd been to like st louis but um i did have family there i had my aunt uncle my dad's sister and a cousin oh, nice. there and so that was as big and crazy as that seems to move to someplace sight unseen i did have some uh support there yeah well that's great but that's yeah that's a big deal almost you know, halfway across the country, but to have the support there, you probably relied on that. So what did you do at Arizona? Yeah. So again, great time to be walking into Arizona. The The first week I got there at University of Arizona is when they broke ground for the Student Recreation Center there. Uh, so oh, that wow. was uh, fall, August of 89, which is a a fantastic time to move to Southern Arizona, August, uh, as a Midwesterner, <laughs> you don't know what you're walking into with the desert heat. Um, but yeah, so they broke ground. And so how fortunate that I got to spend that first year in grad school, basically being a part of those construction meetings and those walkthroughs. And, uh, you know, looking back, I didn't realize really how fortunate I was to be able to get that experience of building, you know, people left now, but it was a $20 million rec center, which right. again, in 1990, <laughs> it, big it was money. a big deal. Yeah. 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 That's big money. <laughs> High end that stuff, was, uh, yeah. yeah. During the boom, right. The boom yeah. of, you know, the big rec centers just starting yeah. to pop up. The arms race yeah. was beginning. Yeah. That, that's quite, that's quite a unique experience for, mm -hmm. for a young graduate assistant to have. So, <clears throat> That opportunity as a graduate assistant led to a professional position, correct? Yeah, it did. So um, 
that so I was the first graduate assistant at University of Arizona. And the very first. Yeah, I mean, some rec. people want to may want to want to fact check me on that, but there was nobody <laughs> before me, and I was the first one and the only one that year. And so wow. it was it was a pretty small department. Um, some people, uh, Brian Carswell, um, mm -hmm. Cindy Hardy, Richard Romero um mm -hmm. were were my my co-workers there and then um the the rec and, and so it was kind of like you did whatever you need to do I was mostly facilities we had a couple of students um that pretty much ran the the intramural program we were operating out of an old um gym uh bear down gym that was built in um you know again back check me but like 1926 and so it was like three court gym and Wait, 26, uh, 1926 was when um, Bear Down Jail gym was built. Wow. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I know somebody is either 1923 or 1926, but it's, it's a fantastic old building on the, on the campus of University of Arizona, it's, really one of my favorites. And, still there. Uh, it is still there. It's been a couple of, it's, it's still a gym sort of, it wasn't for a while. It still is. But it's got a fantastic history. It was a uh, it was a commissioned Navy vessel during World War II. They did uh, they did uh, Army and Naval training there. It was it, yeah, wow. it's, it's a super cool building. It's still my favorite building on campus. It's just got yeah, so much I guess so. history yeah. attached to it, and it was like the main um, the main athletic facility, obviously, for years on campus. And uh, so there's a lot of history in that gym, and it's uh, it's right on the main. Um, like spine of campus and uh it's it's a really cool building so but the but the department was pretty small right and uh so uh during the um my first nurse was in 1990 in St. Louis and I was fortunate enough that uh, they brought me along and all sorts of interviews happening and then the first day of classes 1990 is when the rec center opened up on the University of Arizona and then I got introduced to the likes of Myra Washington White mm -hmm. and some other wonderful colleagues that I've had uh, uh, to, to, to experience my career with. And uh, so, yeah, then I, uh, as the, since the department was so much bigger now, I, when we had a couple more graduate assistants, I then became the graduate assistant for intramural sports. And so that's what I spent the next part of my uh, graduate assistantship doing and then graduating like most grads these days or you know just how it used to be you, you went off and you did all your interviews and um, to, to see where your next or your first professional position and as it happened the assistant director at U of A ended up leaving they moved Myram up to assistant director and so there was a job at University of Arizona uh, and so I applied for it and I got it. So I became the coordinator for intramural sports at University of Arizona as my first position. So you spent 20 years there after that, right? I did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I evolved in some through posi some positions. So it was intramural sports and, uh, and then we, we, uh, did uh, we created a summer camp in the mid '90s, Richard Romero and I, and that 
that went big. It became really a big part. And then um, again, some more shuffling in the department and I got sport clubs in the mid nineties. And that's kind of really where kind of I hit my groove. I really, really love doing sport clubs. And I, I remember the conversation with Myram when we were told we were getting sport clubs and we were standing on the stairwell and our director said, all right, I'm going to have you guys take over sport clubs. And Marm looked at me and said, that's all you do. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. And because I did have to let go of intramurals, which, you yeah. know, again, it was, it, it was tough, but three, three major programs is a big deal. And that's hard to manage. Um, so then it was the most of my career Then I just, it was sport clubs and the summer camps. Yeah. So you left, you left Arizona after 20 years and went back, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went back to Illinois for a quick stint and then ended up in <clears throat> at, uh, Bakersfield, Cal State Bakersfield in 2014, right? That is correct. I, um, some leadership changes at Arizona and I had an opportunity to, and I was an assistant director there. Um, so I went back to Illinois. The, the idea of being closer to family was very appealing to me. Uh, I went to Illinois State University as the associate director there. And okay. um, I really loved it there. It was, um, you know, really great people, really great students. It was funny in that I was of an age or am an age where I have friends from college and high school that have <clears throat> college age students. So I got to re reconnect with like my roommate from college, her kids went there to Illinois State and they worked at the rec. And so it was really great. A lot of the students from Illinois State, many of them are from the suburbs of Chicago. So I, you know, related to them. The people I worked with were fantastic. Um, but I joke around that, uh, you know, they were like, how long were you at Illinois State? And I say one winter. Uh, <laughs> I moved back there and it was the worst winter in ages. And I mean, as I said, I grew up in the Midwest. I had never heard of the term polar vortex before. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's what was happening that winter. So, um, I, um, uh, I had a great old apartment that, uh, the pipes burst and I had to stay in a hotel for 74 consecutive nights. And, oh uh, my goodness. Yeah. But I did, I did become a platinum member of the IHT rewards club. So there was, positives out of that yeah uh, there's one positive yes <laughs> but uh i didn't i wasn't looking to leave um but um a gentleman i used to work with at university of arizona reached out to me at a nursa conference and um he was from cal state bakersfield and as it happens the the, the director there and i'll talk about him in a second was retiring and so uh, Jim, the he was the associate vice president for student affairs, found me at a conference in Nashville. And he said, let's go, let's go talk about this job. And I said, I'm not moving to Bakersfield. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Let's go just have dinner and catch up then. So I moved to Bakersfield. And, <laughs> uh, but it was um, just what a great opportunity there was here. So I'll tell you, the gentleman that retired here was the same assistant director from Arizona that left um, mm. to, to move my room ups for the second time in a row. I, I got a job because Mark Harriman left the position. Uh, so 
he left the assistant director position at U of A and I became a coordinator. He left his director position here at Cal State Bakersfield and I became the director here. Um, but like I said, there's just some great, great opportunities here. And this building opened up in 2009 and Mark was the director. So I knew that I was walking into a very orderly, organized set policies. They weren't bringing me in here to, to clean up any messes. It was to build on a really solid foundation. And so I was really yeah. fortunate in the situation that I walked into. So, so here I am still. Yeah. What, a, what another example of a great opportunity for you that just fit perfectly. So let's talk about your experience as a director at <clears throat> Bakersfield. What is it, what, what makes you thrive as a director? When you think about your time there over almost what, 10 years now? Um, I'll, I'll be starting my ninth year in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I, looking, I mean, you know, we all had the pandemic to look back on, but it doesn't seem mm -hmm. like that long. Um, mm -hmm. But I will say I really enjoyed. So when I got here, the department was growing. I got to kind of take a look and see uh, how, what positions needed hiring. Um, some, some people had left. And so I got to bring in uh, some new staff and kind of reorganize um, with a vision and, you know, go through the whole strategic planning and master planning and bringing in some new staff. And, um, you know, I got talked into moving to Bakersfield and somehow I talked some really fantastic young professionals into moving here too. I, I had uh, uh, a young man from Georgia and uh, uh, South Carolina and uh, New Jersey um, who, who I've, <laughs> I, I had convinced to move here as well. And so it was really fun to put that, put that together and hire, again, young professionals right out of grad school and just create that, that core staff. And I, I inherited some staff members that were awesome too. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. And then just starting to, to build on already great programs and then create more programs. So we've, yeah. we've done, we've done some things here and it's been really great. Tell me about some of those things. What are, what stands out for you? Some of the things you've done. I would say, as of late. So, yeah. So we built a, we built a ropes course, um, that, um, we just had our most booked seat semester this past spring. You know, we, we opened spring of 2019. So, you know, doing the, the calculations there, we were up and running and then it was like, we're shut down. So mm -hmm. that's on the upswing. When, when I first got here, our outdoor adventures program, we were really doing mostly third party trips, like going to Santa Barbara and kayaking and going down to LA horseback riding. And we still do those trips. They're fantastic. Students love them. But we also do the more organic trips where we've got the student leaders leading camping trips and hiking trips and rock climbing trips where those truly outdoor adventure learning outcomes are happening, the leave no trace things. And uh, so we're doing more organic trips like that. Our fitness program and our wellness offerings have expanded with our coordinator, uh, Leah Bank. Um, we've just created, or we opened up a, a wellness suite in the building that uh, 
we've got nap pods and uh, massage chairs and meditation yeah. space. Um, our again, we've got a rock wall program. We do all sorts of creative programming. We created a free bike share program, which again run a ride, right? Yeah, run a ride. And I brought that. That was something we did when I was at Illinois State, and it was just what a great concept that students can come get a bike for the day, just bring it back. Uh, like many um, schools, our students think there's a parking problem here. I tell them there's not, but they don't believe me. Uh, but just because <laughs> you can't park 20 feet from your classroom, <laughs> it doesn't mean there's a parking problem. But I also get, if you, you don't want to lose your spot for the day, come get a bike. There's tons of restaurants and, you know, places around campus. Um, that, that so it's free? Can, it's free for students? It is free. Yeah, they just uh, come get it checked out. Uh, we also provide helmets, lights, a lock, and just bring it back by the end of the day. And we... Uh, we, we had partnered with a bike uh, shop uh, in town and uh, they had since gone out of business and they said, hey, we have these like quad bikes, so four seater bikes and hmm. they're, they're like in boxes and we don't have the <laughs> directions. So, but do you want them? And th they're like $3,000 bikes. So we're like, yeah, we'll take them. And wow. again, we, we've got some creative students who uh engineering backgrounds and they put these bikes together and so we rent those out too so we rent out these four-seater and two-seater bikes to students on campus to just cruise around if they'd like and and they do yeah that's awesome. and we do some programming what, around it as well so i gotta say this real quick when i was looking at your website and it said run or ride I took it as run or OR ride, like it was a play, play on words, but it's not. It's because you're the road runners. We are the road right? runners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it that way too, because obviously I think of road runners. Yeah. 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 Um, so there, there's something else that I noticed um, related to your bike program, or I think you might have shared with me slow bike races. What is that? <laughs> Yeah, I got to give credit to uh, Brandon Dunn. He's our coordinator for outdoor and experiential, experiential education. He came up with this uh, a couple of years ago, and I don't know where he came from, uh, but we, we've, we've run with it. And so it's in the spring. We put, we put a tarp down in the gym, bring in, bring in a couple of the runner ride bikes, and they're just beach cruisers. You know, they're just uh, nothing, nothing fancy. And uh, we we get a bunch of prizes. We've partnered with another bike shop in town. It's been a great, um, uh, they provide us a ton of prizes and a, a, and a bike to give away. And so the idea is to get across the gym floor on the bike as slow as possible. And <laughs> Brandon and his students, you know, they're all, they're all the tech people. They're, you know, they're taking off tents. You know, every time you touch, there's time added or, mm. uh, you know, so there's a whole mathematical thing, you know, as you do, this. Mm -hmm. you know, we got music playing the gym. We've got, uh, and, and, and it's for a couple of hours. So people just can come and go. And um, it's, it, it, it's been, it's hilarious to watch, you know, we do different stuff. Yeah. And, and we usually have like, four students going at a time so they're, they're slow racing against each other i guess so yeah 
yeah, that's it's awesome. Spectrum. Yeah, that's awesome. How many students are at Bakersfield? Yeah, so before the pandemic, we had about twelve thousand and some change. Um, this past semester, we were at ninety two hundred, and mm. I think that's on the upswing again. Yeah. So yeah, we took a little dip, like like a lot of places, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So small, but not too small. No. Uh, we are a commuter yeah. campus, though. We don't have a lot of students okay. living on campus, but we are, um, we're in, Bakersfield's kind of a big town, but we're in the west, like the suburban area of it. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the pandemic, and it seems like every director you talk to, you know, this was one of the most challenging times um, ball directors had to experience for obvious reasons. We all went through it. We know what it was like. I'm curious for from your perspective, what impact did it have on you as a director, professionally and personally? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm grateful that our full-time staff, we all got to stay employed. And unfortunately, some of our student staff, you know, if you if you're here to, you know, check IDs and do all that sort of stuff, we we couldn't keep you on payroll but we did keep a, a handful of student staff on payroll to do to opposite because we were operating virtually um creating content and games and just things to try and keep people engaged with us uh so it was professionally it was it was tough um you know, it was at the beginning, if you recall, it was like, oh, two weeks. And then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like two oh. years later. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just like every director in the country, we were scrambling, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And then in May of that year, I think I think the CSU was the first the first school system. The California State University school system was the first system in mid-May to say we're going virtual. And you know, I appreciated that because at least we knew what road we were going down, right? We mm -hmm. this is what, what this was what would happen. We're not gonna be open for the fall, maybe for the spring. And so, um, and California was was a little more tight, I I'd say as far as regulations and things they wanted people to do and didn't want people to do. So um I to be honest, I flew home back to, to Illinois and stayed with my mom for I worked out of there for for the next year and a half basically we didn't open up again until uh the first day of classes august of uh 2021 uh so that was tough it was tough to be disconnected it was tough not to to see um my staff it was tough not to hang out with them i miss my my golf buddy trey mm -hmm. um you know and so um but personally <laughs> i you know, I would never wish a pandemic on anybody, but I appreciated the extra time I got to spend with my family, you know, staying with right. my mom and um, getting to hang out with, you know, albeit in a bubble and things like that, but with my my family in Illinois. So um, I, I appreciated that we kind of, we, we stayed together, you know, the joys of technology, the what a time to be alive that, you know, we could stay so connected. Um, but I feel like the, the last year, the 20, probably the 21, 22 school year was just trying to still pick up the pieces of the disconnect of 
you know, we had gotten so far and now we were, we were trying to, you know, just let people know we were here. You know, students were just used to being on their computers. We had two years of students that didn't have like PE class. So didn't have that sort of exposure either to even know how to do some of the things we offer here. So um, I, I feel like to a point we're still fighting back for, from that to, to, to reach our previous numbers. Mm -hmm. So did it change you in any way as a director? Has it changed you the way that you lead or or go about your your day to day, your position, or big picture. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, you know, I'm still. I, I try to go through just being really appreciative of of the the life and the position and the 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 role I play. Um, I think it's made me a little more laid back too. <laughs> you know, uh, we we don't have a work from home type of job. We don't, mm -hmm. um, but. Are there times where we can? Yeah, <laughs> we can. Um, and I take advantage of that as much as, as anybody. Like I said, my yeah. I don't have family here. And mm -hmm. so my administration and um, my VP has been very gracious in allowing me some extra time away during our downtimes. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I'm, I'm super appreciative of that. And again, even in dealing with my staff, I'm, I'm a little more gracious about, yeah, you can work from home and, and do these things today, as long as things are getting done. Right. Right. But, but knowing we need to be here for our students. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned your staff. One thing, um, you know, we kind of touched on, before we got on here is the issue of turnover in our field in general. Um, I know it's a challenge for everybody and you kind of touched on that. So how are you, how are you addressing that? How are you strategizing to deal with the amount of turnover or the lack of, um, for a lot of people, they're dealing with lack of applications, you know, coming from within the field uh, for positions. Yeah, that's where we're at. So I've been lucky. We we haven't had a ton of turnover. So uh, I talked about the 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 pro staff that I hired when I when I got here a few years ago, and basically in my convincing them to come to Bakersfield was, hey, come work here for five years. Five years, you're you're vested in the the state of California. Financially, that makes sense for you to stay here five years, but the experience you're going to get here you'll be ready to walk into whatever position you want to wherever that is so if you want to go back home up to to whatever next level you will be prepared and i will create opportunities if you stay here to um, elevate you in position and so that's exactly what happened so um they uh you know one of our staff members uh he needed to get back to carolina be closer to his family he found a job out at, uh, he's at UNC Wilmington now. Um, Chad McKenzie at uh, mm, Round Rock. Uh, yep. Yeah, he, he um, uh, I knew my facilities guy loved doing events, Trey. He loves doing events. 
and he loves facilities. And I saw Chad McKenzie posted this position and I was like, ah, oh, crap. If Trey applies <laughs> for it, he's going to get it. And that's what happened. But he loved it. And, you know, so he's living in Round Rock, Texas, and he's, you know, he gets to work with all the national championship teams that come through for NURSA and a NC2A. And he's just, that's he's awesome. killing it there. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, one of the staff members I inherited, he, he decided he wanted to be a high school football coach and um, be, be a high school teacher. And so he's gone to become that. And my fitness and wellness person, again, creating positions for her. She's, I've moved her up to senior director and I see her still going higher here. Um, and so right now we, we just hired a new communication person. She just, our marketing person, she just started Monday, but we're, and I'm going to use this to plug, Hey, we've got a competitive sports coordinator position open. Um, check it out on bluefish.com. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't want to lower our standards um, and I'm not, but we need somebody that's going to come in and uh, be able to teach students how to officiate. And, you know, we're getting, you know, some applications that, you know, putting that you're a sports enthusiast on your resume doesn't necessarily qualify you for this position. (laughs) Right. So. So yeah, it's, and, and admittedly, you know, people are hesitant about moving to California. It's expensive, things like that. Um, and, but on the upside, Bakersfield is one of the more affordable places in California. So, um, but yeah, I, and I don't, I don't have an answer to that, Grady. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see, and again, this is just maybe my tunnel vision, but I don't see like pre-pandemic where you just, you went to grad school here and then you were willing to go anywhere else for a couple of years. You know, I always, I always told people, Hey, you could live anywhere for two years for grad school. And then same your first couple positions. Right. But I don't see the, I don't see the people migrating as much anymore. And again, that just could be me. People want to stay close to home. And I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But um, yeah, so it's uh We've been, it's been a year now since we've had this um, competitive sports position open. And so I have a great student manager, but boy, I had to dig deep to go back and do uh, intramural basketball official training. So you're back at it, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Back at it. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Well, um, (laughs) yes, of of course I do. Yeah. But is that the best use of my time? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy like it's it's fun. It's fun to 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 be with the students again. And uh, um, but again, I got to give credit. I have an undergrad student who she has just taken the program and uh, put it on her shoulders and and is running with it. And so I am so grateful uh, for her and. Um, trying to convince her that this is the field she needs to be in she's so good at (laughs) yeah yeah I think you're right about what you said since the I don't think we're ever going to go back to that I call it you know the golden years of of NURSA with graduate assistantships and getting a job and filtering it up but I think it's to your point people 
people want to stay close to home and family. And, and, you know, like you said, going back and spending the time with your family during COVID was a benefit. It was a positive thing. And I think people probably came out of that with a different perspective on life in general and, and family's important. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to continue to be a challenge to try and recruit um, nationally. It's, it's changing the way you're recruiting and it needs to be more local and regionally, but it's going to be hard. Like you said, when you need a specific skill set and it can't just be because, well, I like to play. It's fun. So I can do that job. Yeah. Yeah. Sports enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, a, I want to ask you a hard question or at least, you know, not a fluff question. And you've got a lot of years of experience. And I think that there's listeners who, are, ben- are going to benefit from the things you have to say. And um, you kind of brought this up to me. So I'm, I'm curious, how have you learned to navigate the campus politics? Yeah, um, I'm not sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I, 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 have, I have been doing this for a while, right? So I do kind of, no, I guess I know how to navigate my campus politics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of universities may be, may be dealing with this too, but there's not just in our areas, not just in campus rec, but universities in general, there's a lot of turnaround. And I feel like, you know, I don't want to talk out of school and, you know, dirty laundry, but our facilities management area there's just been a revolving door there with people who's in charge. And, and so it's really difficult to, you know, manage projects. <laughs> and yeah. so um, one of the things I just keep, so I report to our, uh, an assistant VP. Um, and so I just keep him involved in everything. I don't need his help. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want you to go talk to somebody for me or I don't need you to do that, but here's what's going on. It's just, here's what's happening. Here's what I did. Not, not mm-hmm. anything. Um, and so when I start running into difficulties, he's kind of aware of where we're at in the situation. Like I don't have to backfill him in on a bunch of, of things. Um, but also I try, uh, you know, so there's kind of like stuff, stuff like that, but I also just, I try and be a good collaborator on campus, which, you know, it's funny, you know, you see on like the social media stuff, like collab, like, what's that mean? What, 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 what are you giving <laughs> to this collaboration? Yeah. You really just want us to come and do a bunch of stuff for your program area. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It benefits us, but let's not call it collaboration. <laughs> right. Um, so again, just what is our role on campus and what are we trying to accomplish? And so there's things that like athletics is always a touchy subject with some um program areas that don't report under them um and it's like there there can be silos and territories um but ultimately 
what's what's going to be best for the the university and the students, right? Like it's not my fiefdom here. This is the students' space and place, and but I am their caretaker of their facility and their funds. So um, just kind kind of keeping the open or the big picture in mind and not take things personally when you're going about your business on campus. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. What, um, what do you wish you knew or wish you had known prior to becoming a director that you, you had to kind of figure out on your own? Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice to have had a handbook to walk into how to be a director. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because in nursing, there's a handbook for everything except everything else, how to be but... a director. <laughs> yeah. We have the summits for that, but that, but yes. you're coming yeah. in with, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, you know, I, I feel like my career has, you know, progressed to this where it's like, you, it's the culmination of your experience and the knowledge you've gained. Um, so, you know, I, I don't really have a good, good answer for that. If there was something I was more, could have been more prepared for, you know, I, it's funny that a lot of people that start in our field are education majors and um, you know, recreation majors and, and things like that. But at this level, it's really a lot of business stuff, right? I'm it's, it's budgets, it's, it's um, strategic planning, it's project management. Um, so you don't think you're going to have to deal with your education degree and rec degree that you're looking at, you know, blueprints and timelines mm -hmm. and um, costs and projections and, you know, so there really is a business management side to it that, again, I'm not sure, like, I don't, you know, again, this was the 80s and 90s my sports management classes were statistics and mm -hmm. legal issues. There were no business mm -hmm. classes that would have been handy. And so yeah. kind of figuring out and learning, but each, each university, how they manage and do with budgets and funding is kind of different. So, um, but there really is a business side of it that you maybe aren't necessarily getting prepared for as a, intramural coordinator so to speak yeah so you hear that aspiring directors and you go out there and get those get those business classes in project management everything that uh is not in your other classes that's probably what yeah there's some I, and i mean i when my coordinators start there i make them do their program budgets and i know a lot of mm -hmm. people do that mm -hmm. too but it's um you know it's just this area this field is just such there's so much randomness of things that we we do with you know the different types of sport clubs and um like it's it's a pretty broad field. very broad yeah. <laughs> yeah so what's next for you um yeah i'm gonna have another cup of coffee and um we've got some university day stuff our classes don't start till next monday but um yeah, you know, I'm trying, we're trying to get a, an aquatics 
facility built on this campus, which, um, you know, most other directors tell me to run away from that, but the students passed a <laughs> referendum. Um, and so that's, that's something that's, that's on the horizon, but again, you know, good or bad, the pandemic set us behind on this, um, but we really got to get moving on this for the, for the students. Um, but I, I think I'm pretty set here and, uh, you know, I honestly, the, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that might be retirement here in a few years, but, um, that's, uh, I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing now and, uh, enjoy where I'm at now and get as much golf as I can in now. And, uh, that's, that's the plan. Travel yeah, as much that... as I can in between those times. I like that plan. I need to subscribe to that plan. Well, Mario, this has been great. Great having you. Great hearing uh, the things you have to say about Bakersfield and your experiences. I think the listeners are really going to get something out of this. And I can't thank you enough for your time um, joining us today. Hopefully you, you had fun and um, maybe you got something out of it too. All right. We'll see you next time on the Director Download. See you, everybody.